Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not happy and dilly. Don't go around willy-nilly. Seems to us kind of silly. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and today we got a very special guest. And there's one thing I like more than listening to myself talk for a half hour because, you know, everybody loves listening to themselves talk for so long. But really what I love and the thing I love most about doing podcasting is talking to people that not only have unique stories to tell, but also have very inspirational stories to tell. And with that, it is my incredible pleasure to introduce the author of Broken Bones But Not a Broken Soul, Mr. Jerry Linson Jr. Jerry, how are you today? I'm doing fine, Mr. Paul. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Hey, you know, thanks for having Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited that we got to connect. And anybody who refers to me as Mr. Paul already gets like five points because not even my wife is that nice to me half the time. <laughs> yes, sir. But I, I noticed it immediately. Uh, Jerry reached out to me on Facebook after uh, I posted one of the podcast groups. And the first thing he said was, Mr. Paul, I'd love to be on your show. And I was like, and I was caught right away. I was like, man, so polite. <laughs> well, you know, that's, I think that's the training in me. Mm-hmm. I was raised by my great aunt. My mother gave me up because she has some challenges with drugs and some other challenges. So she gave all four of us, it's two boys and two girls, the two boys she gave to my great aunt and the two girls she gave to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. So my great aunt raised us as her boys and she raised us that old-fashioned, yes, sir, no, sir, even if you were older or younger. Mm-hmm. So that's that comes from that, you know, that backgrounding of yes, sir, and no, sir. See, I, I always, I'm a big sir kind of guy. That's, you know, it's just part of how I was raised also, you know, raised in New York. So we have a little bit of attitude, but oh. at the same time, we have really good manners at the same time. It's very strange. You, you have to be from New York to really understand, but I think you're actually, you're local to the area that I'm in. Connecticut, I want to say? I'm from Connecticut, yes. See, I, I, I do do my research, despite what some people say on, on the podcast. I still try really <laughs> hard. But so for me, like I was always a yes, sir. And I, I'm a yes, ma'am kind of guy. And in, mm-hmm. in New York, Connecticut, you say ma'am to a woman. Oh, it's, it can uh, yeah. be scary. It is. It really is. But it's just a part of you because you, you know, it was still, it was instilled in you. So that's something that you always have. And sometimes even now people are like, you don't have to say yes, sir, to me. I'm, I'm, you know, you're, tomorrow I'll be 54. And so, you know, it's like, you're older than me. I need to be saying yes, sir. No, I need to give respect. Mm-hmm. Respect is due. Well, happy birthday. I didn't know. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're birthday buddies. My birthday was last week. So look at that. It's perfect. Uh, perfect timing. Per- <laughs> thank you. Yes, sir. All right. So before before we get too far into your book and all that, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, like I said, was born and raised in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I'm the oldest 
of four. I'm a minister. I've been in the ministry since 1996. I have one book that's already out, and I'm on my second one already, well, talking about marriage with my wife. Don't have no children yet. Basically traveled different places and done different things. <laughs> done different things. You know, so it's it's more of a it's more of a kind of quiet guy, but I've been out there yeah, for yeah. a little. All right, so yeah. let me ask you then how how why the ministry? See, I didn't know that about you. So, like, how did how did that come about? And uh... but, so it, it always as a kid, I've always wanted to preach. I always wanted to preach, but I was told you had to go to college, you had to go to this, you got to go, you know, theology school and all that. So at the been been raised in the church basically all my life. I switched from the Baptist background to the Pentecostal background around about the age of 14, and where I rededicated my life back to Christ because I was in my aunt's house. You had to go to her church, so I had to go to the other church at night or sometimes sneak and go. <laughs> thinking go during the week but so there's always been a background of church so in 90 91 I moved to North Carolina mm-hmm. and moved to North Carolina I met this young lady she was a she was a pastor God rest her soul she's deceased now her name was Shirley Gillis and she says you got the mark on you and I'm like the mark what do you think because I'm from the Baptist background, and I didn't know some of the the sayings that is out there. So she's like, you got the marker on you. I'm going to put you under my wing. And I'm like, what? You're a chicken now? <laughs> <laughs> so so she is, you know, she taught me different things about scriptures, about praying, and how to open up services and all that. So this goes on for a while. 96, I end up getting married. And I end up going to the church that I was already going to. So I already had the gift of what they were called prophecy. So I already had the gift of prophecy. I already had the gift of speaking in tongues as the spirit of God gives utterance. So the pastor has put us up, put me up, and I did my first trial sermon in 96. So I've been preaching since 96. I was a deacon, ordained as a deacon in 93, and also I had to be trained to become a deacon again in another ministry, because different ministries have different believings and different, you know, what's the word I want to look for? Different backgrounds. So I had to go, because I left one church and went to another church. It's like, okay, you're a deacon, but we're going to train you our way, in other mm-hmm. words. So, yeah, there's a lot of background of being in the church. See, I like that. You know, I was raised I was raised Lutheran. My wife was okay. raised Catholic. So we, we very similar ideologies. Uh, but for me, like, <laughs> once, once I hit 13, I did my confirmation. You know, church was more of a, we have to go to church. Like, you have to go. So after, right. after right. I got to that point, you know, for me, you know, I, I always say that I'm not— I'm not religious, but I can be very spiritual. And 
I, I really do enjoy talking to people of all different religious faiths. Like I've, I've talked to, you know, people who practice more Christianity, uh, you know, whatever it is. And they're always so passionate. And I, I think that's really the thing that comes down to it is, is passion and faith. Yes. And, and, and that is really true because I've found out that just recently of learning different, like you said, different religions, different denominations, and you don't judge, you just learn and you learn so much of different things. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've learned, one of the things I learned is some of the language is the same thing. It's just a different saying, right? Like I know, I know people that are prophets, but I know people that are psychics. Hmm. You know, it's funny. And see, I actually do too. <laughs> and see, to, to, to know that it's basically they're getting a, if, 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 if I was a prophet, I would give you, I will prophesy to you. But if I was a psychic, I would give you a reading. Mm-hmm. It's still the same thing, but it just have different languages and different words in it. So yeah. I'm learning different things as I go that I heard was wrong when I was a kid. Oh, you don't deal with the witches. You don't, whoa, you know, you got good witches, bad witches. You have so many things. It's, it's so much with that, Mr. Paul. It's it's crazy. It's funny because we had uh, one of our very good friends. He's been a, a guest on the show twice now. His uh, name is Spirit Medium Daniel, and he, he sees spirits. Oh. Like he is, yeah. I medium. A young lady of mine, a friend of mine, I know as a medium. Yes, and like his his view on on the afterlife and spirits, the way that he sees it, is so different than anybody else. And I was like, who am I though, like to to be like that's not right. That's not, like it's just it's like you exactly. said, it's all the same. It's all a lot of the same message, just in different, almost like different flavors is the best way to describe it. Exactly. Yes, sir. I like that. Yes, now for me, like. I, I again, I'm not a very religious person. So if I were to if I were to come listen to your sermons, would they still be would they be open to me? Like for as somebody who doesn't practice a religion? Oh yes, yes, yes. I've 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 had I've been to different multicultural churches to where that there were some that there wasn't like Pentecostal, mm-hmm. but they came in to hear the message because maybe I invited them or somebody somebody else invited them. There's a good friend of mine. He's he's a deacon now, but at, at one time he was I think Catholic, if I'm not mistaken. But he switched over to what you would call apostolic or the Christian mm-hmm. the Christian you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you'll be you'll be welcomed as as a person. And see this is the thing, Mr. Paul that we have to see, we have to see people as people, not just because, oh, that's a witch or that's a psychic or you're going to hell because you believe in this. I'm not going into that right now. It's another whole other debate. Whole, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like to think, and I at the end of the day, I like to think that when I finally leave this mortal world and I get to whatever is after, then I'm going to get there and whatever higher power is there is just going to start laughing and should be like, it, it's all real. Like it's whatever you wanted, like at the end of the day. Well, you know, like I was telling somebody, yes, I think it was yesterday or Sunday. I said, 
a lot of times you hear in the Christian faith, oh, um, when you die, you're going to heaven. You got the streets of gold, da 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 da. But I want my heaven here on mm. earth. Oh. I want what belongs to me now. So when my time comes, that if there's a such thing as heaven, that I just want to rest. I just want to rest and sing all day, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. But I don't, I don't want, I want my mansion here. I want my gold here. I want what belongs to me here. You see what I'm saying? I like it. While I'm, while I'm here on earth and I'm ready to experience what, what is given to me. See, I and just, there's a, the offer when you, when you have an open mind I and you're just, not just stuck. Sorry about that. No, it's, it's Zoom is annoying. <laughs> it's like trying to have a conversation with anybody on Zoom. But for me, I just want to annoy my wife for all of eternity. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I can't ignore mine because I get in trouble. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm going to just annoy her. I told her that it, I have to go first so I can haunt uh, her first. Uh, and, then oh, when she, okay. and then when she gets up to heaven, I'm just going to be like poking her. Like, all right, now uh, this you're stuck with me. I misunderstood you. No, I'm it's sorry. Not- okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's let's – we're gonna because we could probably talk about religion for like the next two hours. I, I have a feeling yeah, that that's definitely. there. But why don't you tell our listeners? Obviously, you wrote a book and it's called Broken Bones, but not a Broken Soul. Can you, before we get too far into the book, oh, he's got a oh, hold on, he's got a picture of it right up there. So I'm actually gonna, uh, this is happening in real life. I'm taking this picture so that way I have it. I did look it up on Amazon. Don't worry, I got you on that. So there will be links to it for all of our listeners when this episode drops. But. Obviously, something okay. led to that book being written and something that you did. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit of the background before the book? Background before the book. You have a young man that has had his head ran over by a car, being thrown out of a car, fallen off of a house, broken the elbow and his left arm, two back surgeries, Going through life, not knowing what's next, mm-hmm. being picked on as a child because I couldn't grow like the the height. My at at five years old, I was like a dwarf. I had health. I had health. Excuse me. It's called growth hormone problems, mm-hmm. to where I had to have a shot every three. Three days, Monday, I never forget the nurse. I can see her face right now. Monday was in Friday. A nurse would come to give me a shot to help me grow. Mm-hmm. Um, being picked on. And so I would tell people about every time, you know, I would go to the hospital. Every time I would go to doctors, I would tell people about my story. And a lot of people was like, you should write a book. You really... Sure. And all them years, I just, yeah, me, I'm a nobody. I'm just, I'm just bubblegum. That's what my nickname used to be back in, back in school, bubblegum. I'm just bubblegum. I'm just Jay. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I don't, I don't need to write no book. But in 2020, well, let me go back a little bit, Ms. Paul. 2019, I was on my way to church and I was talking to, my wife at the time, which was my girlfriend, I got hit by a car, broke all the in my arm, and now my legs are to where I can't walk. So 
being in this predicament made me start thinking I need to write something down Mm -hmm. because I have a story to tell that although all my bones just about been broken, my soul, I'm sorry, excuse me, Mr. Paul. Of course. I got happy for a minute. (laughs) My soul is still intact. I still have joy, even though I'm going through all these different things in my life. So I met uh, my mentor, which is Antonio T. Smith Jr. And I was telling him about my story and stuff. He's like, you should write a book. And that's what ended up, we end up written, writing this book. Mm, that's awesome. And this, and this book is, if I just may read the back of it, if you don't mind. Of course, yeah. In this, book, in this book, you will read how God has truly brought me out. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you as well. Different events forever changed the course of my life from being in various car accidents, failed relationships, and hitting rock bottom. These events also led me to the greatest blessing, but having faith truly brought me out, brought the best in me, brought out the best in me. So all these things that happen, I want people to know that there's still life after you go through your challenge. Like I like we, we spoke earlier, I don't like to call it handicap. That's just me. I like to say challenges because that's just how I was taught to 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 to, to look at it. Mm-hmm. So being to the point where 2005 had a car wreck to being paralyzed to losing my sister that uh, she had a baby, she was pregnant. And she lost the baby. She had an interim. She died. During this timing, I couldn't go to the funeral, so I was paralyzed. So dealing with that, dealing with a bad marriage on both ends, not just my end and not just her end, dealing with a bad marriage to putting myself into a nursing home to where in six months I shocked the doctors that I was able to move my feet. I wasn't able to walk yet. I was able to move my feet. Then as time went, I was able to walk with a walker. Mm-hmm. So like, say if you would pick me up and we would go hang out, I can use the walker to come to your car and then we go wherever we go. But if we're going long distance, I'll probably get in my wheelchair and meet you there. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So these challenges has helped me become the man that I am today. And I had to I had to realize that I am somebody even in the midst of these challenges. And to come from a marriage of being divorced, being a divorcee to being to the point of celibacy for three years, then finding my wife, it's just awesome. I met her off of Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and we talked for like three months and then she finally came to see me and then the accident happened. And so we wasn't able to really see each other that much. And then she moved to West Virginia in 2020. And then I moved to North Carolina in August of 2020. 
And then December of 2020 is when I asked her to marry me. So we got married on May 14th of 2021. So we married two years and been together five, five years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome, man. That, that's like such an inspiring story. Like the fact that, that all these things happened to after, like a lot of people would have just given up hope completely. And like to, to hear yeah. you talking about this real facing adversity type moment and just being someone who like do shocked doctors who thought that you would never be able to do anything much less now you're doing all these things, oh, man, that's really cool. And just like inspiring. And I think that's really the best way to describe it now. So you wanted to write the book. How did that, I've always wanted to write a book. I, I don't know what I'm going to write a book about, but I know at some point I'm going to write a book. I don't know what it's about. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Cause like, right. yeah. So for that process, how did that start? How did it come about? And like, how did you get to that end product? Well, he, he was, he was given an offer that if everyone wanted to, you know, you had a certain amount of money to, to, to pay. And then what he did was he had someone, he had a couple of people, him and a couple of other people ghostwrite it. Mm -hmm. So I, I basically was interviewed like similar, like this. I was interviewed by his wife and he took those sessions and that's how he came and made the book. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's to the point that now, even with everything that's going on with, you know, the leg being contracted stuff, I'm able to move my legs more. I'm able to, I'm, I'm working on my health. I'm out. I'm out at the gym, working out at the gym. So it's always something going on to where I truly believe that one day I will walk again. Mm -hmm. And that's here on earth, not when I get my new body, you know, when they say, you you know, get your new body in heaven and you'll walk around heaven on, you know. You know. I, I got you. But I truly believe that I've, I've seen myself walk. Mm -hmm. I've had dreams of me walking, so I know it's coming soon. So I'm working on that as well as having a vegan lifestyle, eating more of a plant-based diet to where to keep my, my system together, you know? Right. So it's a whole lot to it when you, like you said, I've had friends that given up, mm -hmm. Mr. Paul. I have friends that there was one guy, he, happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and it wasn't for him and he ended up getting shot oh. and ended up having a stroke he ended up like curled up like this and he was young he was younger than me he was in his 20s he just gave up and his parents they they died and he just went into a nursing home and just no, no life, no nothing. You just lay in there, having them take care of, and some people just give up. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I try to encourage him. You know, and even during the times of going through with these accidents and stuff, being in a nursing home, I like to go visit different people and tell them, you know, you know, you could do it. You know. Just be an inspiration to somebody. Oh, I love that. So for you, for your book, obviously you, you talk about uh, the, the strength that God has given you and the faith-based aspect of it. 
we did an interview. Our very first interview was with a gentleman who wrote a book who, after he found religion, he wrote this book about going from Judaism to Christianity and how that whole process helped what? change his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our good friend, Neil Getzlow. He's he's a really good guy. Again, one of our – I think our very first interview we ever did was with Neil. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So the question that I asked him, which I will also present to you, is if you are not a religious person, does this book still feel applicable to you? Yes. Okay. I would say yes because you still got life. You still have a chance and an opportunity to do something with your life. Just because you're in a wheelchair, you may become a motivational speaker. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be, you know, behind the pulpit and thus saith the Lord, you know. You could, <laughs> but you know, you can be a motivational speaker. You can be whatever you want to be in the midst of going through what you're going through. So I truly believe this book will help people see that there's life. You know, the old saying, "There's life after death," or this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's there's life after what you've been through. Mm-hmm. There's still life, even though you may. Um, be in the bed, but you have a mouth to speak to get on Facebook to tell tell your story. So get out there, get get on podcasters like Mr. Balls. Get on different podcasts and tell your story that somebody will hear. That don't have to be religious, that don't have to be spiritual, but just will want to know how to get out of their situation. I like that. I really do like that. You know, because sometimes you find a book that's got a religious undertone and it and it defers people. They're like, well, I don't want to read this because it's I, it's not my religion or I'm I like the idea of, hey, you can still apply it to yourself. Just again, it, different, different flavors, different styles, and it still works. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And see, also, you know, it talks about life, how, you know, in the book, it talks about life, talks about how I was a drug dealer, how you know, how things happen that I still was able to face life. There was a change that came. I'll tell you a quick story, right? Yeah. Right quick. Um, fell off the house, broke all the elbow and the left arm. Couldn't find a job. Living from pillow to post. Living from family member to family member. Family member to family member. End up living with one of my mother's sisters. End up selling drugs. Didn't know much about it, but end up doing it. What changed was somebody threatened a girl with a gun because she was pregnant. So they came into the house, they raided the house, but they didn't check none of us. Mr. Paul, I had crack in one pocket, I had money in the other pocket, and I had drugs in the ba- in my back pocket. Cops all around the house. You couldn't go outside, you couldn't move. You had to stay in the house. I would say because we are, we are spiritual. We are, you know, who we are. I would say that was God looking out for me. Mm-hmm. But when I would say this is to get out of that lifestyle to where my aunt came and got me, my great aunt that raised me. I'm grown now. She heard about me selling drugs, and she's like, "You going to North Carolina? I'm not going to have you up here strung out on drugs or." you know, going to jail and all this, you're going, you're going to North Carolina. You're going back to North Carolina with me. So I had to have a change of life. 
So sometimes things happen for you to have a change of life. Oh yeah, absolutely agree, man. So for you now, you've got the one book and you're already working on a second one. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about the second one or is it still top second, secret? Second book is called Sacred Spaces. It's talking about marriage to where me and my wife, Renee, we were writing this book. And it's basically talking about how that we can communicate and how that we can have a, a special place like a park where you can remember different activities you did. And it's going to have where scriptures is going to be at the ending of the you know, who I am. So scripture is going to be at the ending of it, you know, about love scriptures, about scriptures, about marriage. So basically this book is trying to reach not just those that are quote unquote in the church or not just Baptist, Lutheran, but to reach people and marriages to where they can see that there's love beyond just beyond just what we we we, we see because mm-hmm. i look at when i met renee i was already in the wheelchair and i let her know from get up i said i'm in a wheelchair i'm partially paralyzed you know i walk with a walk and at first she didn't know how to accept it but down during the years she accepted it, and then to the point where what made me marry her, Mr. Paul, is in 2020 when I moved to North Carolina, I got sick with sepsis, UTI, and I was basically out of here. And this woman nursed me back to health. She didn't know nothing about nursing. She didn't know nothing about cath- catheterizing me, nothing about and nothing about the the, the 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 nursing field. She was basically freshly out of college. She was a psych a psych major. So basically, and then she did some. She was like a social worker. Okay. So so she had nothing to deal with the nursing field, but for her to come and take care of me like that, that made me say, "This is the one." That made me, you know, jump on the wagon, you know, because a lot of times we wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Sometimes we wait and we miss out. And when I first got married, I was doing fine. I was walking and everything. And all the, 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 the vows is I feel better with fruitful poor sickness and health. But then when sickness came, the wife left. So sometimes we have to be careful when we say those vows, Mm -hmm. because you may be walking, you may be fine, you may be all in dandy, but down during the years of being married, something that happened to where you, are you really ready to take on a sickness or take on something that happened to your spouse? You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's very important when we, Look at, I could talk all day about marriage and, you know, because I have two of them. But I've learned with the first one, I've learned not to bring what I brought in the first one to the second one. You know, I've learned a lot of things and I've healed a lot since I met Renee. 
because of there's a there's 16 years difference in our age, but we're just two peas in the pod. That's awesome. We love each other. We're laughing. We, if you would, we have. Oh, also, if I may say this, Mister Paul, yeah, we do have a podcast. It's called Winsome with the Linsums. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Winsome with the Linsums, and we're on our second episode. Not second episode, our second season. So basically, we're talking about love, sex, challenges of sex when, because of you're in the wheelchair, you know, you're in the wheelchair. And so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. on uh, Red Circle as well as Spotify, also. So, I just wanted to pin that in there. Yeah, of course, of course, we love it. All right, so we are running a little low on time. We do have one last segment. It is our new, very popular segment. It is rapid fire questions. So basically, every episode, I pick a couple of questions. I try and tailor them to whoever I'm speaking to. I usually do about four or five, and okay. it's basically just quick question, quick answer. You you okay. you mind playing? All right. So the first question: What is one book that inspired you? From the uh, trash can. To- I can't think of the name of it right now. It's gonna come to me before this podcast is. <laughs> of course. All right. So then the next one will go right to it. What's a quote that you live by? Let every man be a lie, but let God be true. Ah, oh, I like that. Now, really quick, going back to it, is it from the trash man to the cash man? Because I had it. I just. It's gonna come- I don't know. I I just looked. I started typing in from the trash man, and that's what came up from the trash man to the cash man. By by Antonio T. Smith Jr. Oh man, see now I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look this up afterwards. It's all it's all, it's all good. All right. <laughs> all right, we'll move on. What's okay. a one misconception about people in wheelchairs that you would like to dispel? We are people too. Do not. Say you feel sorry for us. Oh, I know how you're feeling when you're not been in our shoes. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. I like that. And then one last question. This is, a, this is a fun one. What's your favorite way to relax and unwind? Food. Food, yes. All right, what, what's your go-to food? What's the like the relaxed food? Probably McDonald's. All right. I, haven't, I have not. I've had McDonald's once in the last like 14 years. And what? I've, I'm not a McDonald's like I used when I was younger. I was such a McDonald's guy. Like, but like I, I actually had a big issue with fast food, and it got, uh-huh. it got out of hand very quickly. So very similar, you know, to a lot of people. I, I had to reevaluate where I was physically, mentally, right. and kind of tackle it. So I, I've been pretty fast food free. But every once in a while, you know, don't, don't wow. yeah, don't tell anyone. But so on that note, we did mention that uh, Jay has his book. It's on Amazon, if if I'm correct. As well as Walmart.com mm-hmm. and Bars and Nobles. Love it. My wife's already probably going to order it. She loves books. She's a big book fan. If anybody's ever listened to our show, they know producer Melanie, big book fan, biggest book fan ever. Awesome. And then we'll also keep an eye out for the sequel or the, for the next book when it comes out. And obviously, don't forget to check out Win Some with the Limb Sons on uh, Spotify and anywhere else pretty much you get your podcast, I'm going to imagine. Yes. Red Circle. Yes. I love it. All right, well, that's actually going to wrap us up. Jay, thank you so much for jumping in with us today. This was a great time. Mr. Paul. It was my pleasure. It was my honor, and hopefully we'll get you back on again soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, you take care now. Take care. 
Hey guys, it's Paul and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. Service that you're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Wow, what a fantastic interview. Jerry was just such an inspirational person, and it was really nice to talk to him, and I really enjoyed hearing his story. I'm really glad he and I got to connect. Unfortunately, we uh, we were supposed to record an earlier day, but he had an emergency, and he had to reschedule, and sometimes when that happens, you're uh, not always sure it's going to work out, but I'm really glad that it did, and I want to make sure that you guys check out his book, Broken Bones But Not a Broken Soul. Check it out. It's on Amazon, so make sure you guys... Uh, Peek at it and let him know that you heard him here and that we sent to you guys his way. And we want to thank him again for jumping on. And we also want to thank you guys for being patient. I know a lot of people have been asking when the interviews were going to be starting back up again. And scheduling was just really tough. It was supposed to happen over the summer and it just didn't. But we uh, we have some really good ones lined up after this one. So make sure you guys keep yourselves uh, glued to our feed. Check us out. Like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. If you guys are looking for more of our content, you can find us on all the social media. We're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. Just type in The Misfit Faction or MF Uncensored. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. And don't forget to check out our website, TheMisfitFaction.com. We have brand new articles that are dropping every week. New episodes of all of our other shows like The Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. And we are redoing some of our merch, so make sure you guys check it out now before the uh, current merch gets taken away forever. But we want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, we'll see you next episode.